0: Well, hey, friends, newcomers to the podcast, seasoned veterans and returning listeners alike. I am glad that you are here today. It's Tuesday, and I hope your week has started off well and you are gaining momentum. Uh, we've got a great series kicking off today, where we're going to be talking to female leaders and entrepreneurs over the next few weeks. And I am personally looking forward to this one because they are going to share some practical wisdom bombs. So, to all of my male leaders out there, listen—you are going to love. Uh, you're going to love what we're talking about. We've got some great stuff in store. I'm um, speaking of great things. I want an extended invitation to all of you listeners, wherever you are right now. I know that social media. Can can seem like a life-draining space and not anything that you really want to spend significant time with. I get it; uh, those are things that we need to regulate. And if it's not good for you, don't push into it. But. We have created a community on Facebook called the Rise Head Up community that is thriving. It's growing leaps and bounds every day, and we have some really cool things in store. It's a free community where if you come request access, we'll let you in. You'll have access to our coaching team and our coaching network. We're going to be holding exclusive interviews in there that you won't see or hear anywhere else. We're going to have weekly coaching calls in there where you'll have 15 to 20 minutes of check-in coaching and 15 to 20 minutes of Q&A to ask questions to understand and to learn what's pressing to you in this moment so that you can take your next steps to get healthy and reach more impact there's over 600 leaders in this community already and we have some pretty cool things in store so i want to invite you right now before you listen to this episode head over to facebook find stay forth designs give the page a like and a follow click the groups tag Request access to the Right Setup community and come hang out with us. We cannot wait to see you there. Now, on to today's episode where Alan talks with our first group of female leaders about the joys and challenges of leading as a female.
1: Well, friends, welcome back to the podcast. We're actually gathered live uh, for this one, Stay Forth World Headquarters, which is actually just a small office in Colorado Springs. We are... A decentralized team, uh, but today we are in the same room. So I have three amazing ladies from our StayForth team in the room together. We are kicking off this series on the joys and challenges of female leaders and entrepreneurs. So you're going to hear from some incredible leaders. Uh, we already have recorded some of these, and guys, I'm telling you, some really good stuff. Uh, males, please listen. I think we will learn a ton. Females, I really think you're going to be challenged and encouraged. Uh, by some of the women that we're bringing on to this series. Uh, and there are both challenges and joys uh, from these leaders, but seriously, uh, I respect um, these three gals so much, and I'm so glad uh, to be gathered in the room. So, ladies, welcome to the podcast.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Uh,
1: so, Chelsea, why don't you kick us off? Um, give us a little bit of background on your leadership journey and then how you serve leaders currently.
3: Yeah. Um... Hi, my name is Chelsea Hill. I'm uh, one of the coaches here on the State Worth team. And my leadership background started in the church, um, church ministry world. So just as a college, well, first high school and college student growing up, learning to volunteer and serve in ministry in different capacities there. Um, and then later, after I got my degree, I um, worked at different nonprofits, getting to lead missions teams and... Um, Running adaptive block programs and project manager. And in that experience, I've had a lot of opportunity to learn to lead teams and people. Um, more recently, I have stepped into a role of helping people clarify life direction and uncover their unique purpose. I'm really passionate about helping people figure out um, what is it that makes them tick and how do they start moving more in a direction of um, functioning from a place of how they were uniquely wired. Versus trying to overcome um, their weaknesses to become something that they're not. So I'm really excited about helping people chase their dreams, live into their passion, uh, reignite passion. And that's a bit about me.
1: Awesome. So glad you are here. Chelsea, one of our awesome coaches, Karen, tell us a little bit about
2: you. Yeah, I'm Karen Harper. And I think I was reflecting on just how thankful I am that from a pretty young age, people like kind of called me forth and saw my gifting. So similar to Chelsea, just, you know, high school and on having opportunities to lead others relationally, spiritually. Um, Then I think my leadership kind of took off when I moved to Estonia between sophomore and junior year in college. Five of us showed up going, okay, we don't know the culture or the language, but God, we're trusting you to do something big. And then after graduating from college, I got to lead a team in a new city in Estonia. So that was just so exciting to get to lead both Americans, and then reach out to students who had been taught there was no God most of their life. Um, And then I've led in, I got to um, build a real estate business, then I've led within um, another missions opportunity in Spain for four years, and then the last I don't know, 10, 12 years, I've gotten to lead within the church culture. So leading leaders who are leading others um, right now um, get to lead at Woodman Valley Chapel just with community groups and helping people connect. And then also love getting to coach, whether it's in during experiences or one-on-one and just helping people figure out like, who is it God's designed them to be so that they can live In that, and just naturally, as they live out of who they are, God allows them to have an impact. So that's some about my leadership journey.
1: Awesome. Karen, you rock, so glad to have you here. MJ Mingo, (laughs) tell us about you.
4: Yeah, so thank you, I'm I'm actually excited to be here. Thank you so much. So um, I'll just say my leadership journey started when I was 13. I started gathering people in the back of an alley. I grew up in inner city Chicago and I just kept seeing people not understanding the kids, their value and worth. And I believe God was just saying to me that your mission is going to be as a leader, to help others understand their value and worth and their contribution. And so I started 13 gathering people in the alley, kids asking them what they wanted to be when they grew up. And then I started, um, I actually was given a newspaper column when I was 15. So, and I was on the (laughs) radio. So I was inviting kids from different cultures and all of that. So I never really honestly saw myself as a leader. I wanna say that because the word leader gets, you know, it means different things to to many people. And so I think there's an evolving that I had and that God began to show me, this is what leadership looks like. It's not necessarily in one context or another, but it's how you see your identity and how I've created you. So that's been my leadership beginning. But now, I mean, I'm also, uh, I'm a pastor. I'm a female pastor, we say that if I'm a pastor. And so it's been a, a great journey and I'm also a businesswoman, entrepreneur. And so I do a lot of training in the area of racial reconciliation and, and race relations, cultural diversity. And so my journey has taken me from Wall Street to being under the bridges with the homeless. And I would just say, for me, my design is to help other people discover the leader
1: within. Mm, I love it. So these are three coaches. So kind of as you hear this conversation, if you're interested or resonate um, with one of them, you can go to our coaching page and and find out more. Some of you guys are already tired just hearing all of that that you guys have done. I think between you guys, maybe other than president of the United States of America, you've done pretty much everything else um, here. And so what I think is is fun is to learn from other people's journey, but to make sure if you're listening to this you're not comparing yourself to these three ladies i think that is really important for us we can't cheat off somebody else's paper comparison is the great creativity killer so i just want to state that at the beginning of this you're going to hear during this series from some really impressive ladies three of them are in the room with me today um but the point of this is not to say here the 87 things you need to do to be a leader it's actually the opposite of that we want to uncover some of the pieces even going backwards Um, to, you know, maybe 13 years old, MJ. And um, when did it start? How do people call you forth, as you said, Karen? And so we're going to dig at some of those things throughout the series and um, certainly today during our time. So let's just start out with this question. I know there are many challenges of leading as a female. And so let's just open it up. Permission to be as honest as possible. What have been some of those challenges for you?
3: I'd say, um, first off, I, I want to point out that I, I'm in agreement with MJ that the word leader is a really hard word for, has been a really hard word for me. Someone asks me, how have you led? And um, it's really hard for me to pull that forward, even though I, like, I really have had many leadership experiences. And I wonder if that is something that's specific to the female and how we just internalize that word and the expectations that we think come with that. Um for me, as an entrepreneur, um, I'd say that the most challenging piece for me has been a rewiring of my mindset, and that I have I didn't recognize um, until this last year how much uh, I'm I'm used to just always kind of being behind the scenes, even though I've had so many opportunities to learn and art ta- lead and take the lead and plan and organize. I am a pro at planning and leading and leading things as long as I'm not on the stage um, because that's just the roles that I've always played. Um, I uh, I have an incredible husband who is very widely known across the city. So it's so easy for me to kind of hide behind that if I want to, or as an executive admin um, for CEO in and in the nonprofit, uh, a nonprofit here locally in Colorado Springs that is also very widely known and just always very used to falling kind of behind the scenes. And, didn't realize how comfortable I became there and how used to it I became. Um, and in that, uh, sorry, I'm looking at my notes here. Some of the things that I started recognizing is, um, first of all, the confidence that I have in how I portray myself. And I, I grew up in a very strong female family. And so I I had to kind of go back and think, uh, thinking about this question, where did this actually come from? Where did this kind of fall in second command, fall behind the scenes? Where did this come from? And um, because it didn't come in my family growing up, because we have a lot of women in our family, and we run the family. Um, But I started realizing that it came from my, when I started my career young, when I was in my 20s. Yeah, well, actually, like 2021, 22. I've worked for companies where I would walk into a small room that the CEO was in, and the CEO wouldn't even acknowledge me, a male CEO. Um, Wouldn't make eye contact, wouldn't talk, wouldn't. um, And you start to realize, you don't realize it in the moment, but those types of things and those interactions, how you can internalize them. Um, Working as an executive admin for an incredible leader who empowered me in ways that no one else has ever empowered me, still being on a team as an executive admin, how quickly even that word admin can be tied to you. Um, And how that even little, just traditionally, how men see those types of roles and then how they change the way they interact with you. So I've received Christmas cards that from people who I've worked with for five years directly that just said, admin on it (laughs) like it didn't even Mm -hmm. have my name or anything and so you start to have Mm -hmm. those types of experiences and um it can be so easy to let those things begin to internalize and define who you are and your identity and how you portray yourself and um when the board uh even though it's your project doesn't address you directly they address the ceo or the person who's uh, over you and um what i've really had to begin learning this year and is just learning how to unravel that and that I am. First of all, let me back up on that. If you are um, a CEO or a leader in any capacity, when you walk into your businesses and you see the data entry specialist or the executive admin or whoever it is that's sitting behind those desks, just look them in the eye and acknowledge them. And don't even call them the admin when you introduce them. Introduce them by their name. Introduce them by their identity and their personhood rather than the role that they're playing. Um, Because those things are powerful in the way that they either lift somebody up or the way that they kind of put them in their place in negative ways. Um, but this year just learning how to unravel, um, uh, learning how to unravel. I am personally responsible for what I internalize. So as a female leader, um, it's up to me to decide who I am and what I internalize and how I want to respond to certain things and, uh, things that, people speak to me and so i know who i am and i'm not gonna let anybody else to tell me who that is and what that is and so how do i speak out how do i step out into that in confidence um and do it as a like really a, a ba without cussing <laughs> on christian a christian podcast here <laughs> yeah, um but those are those are my first my first initial thoughts. Uh, probably more to come out as we continue okay. to talk about this. But
1: it's good, it's good. Well, I want to camp on that first obstacle. Maybe the word leader. My wife Julie and I have had this conversation plenty of times. Is she said you've already lost people when you say the word that we help leaders. So maybe one of the biggest obstacles to females in leadership can be that word leader. Karen, MJ, talk a little bit about that and the challenge of that word.
2: You know, I'm. I'm trying. I know a bunch of women who do push back on that. You know, for me personally, that hasn't been a thing. I think maybe because I'm like the youngest of five kids and always wanted to be like <laughs> the net. I was not the leader at home, and so maybe yeah. it's like. <laughs> so I think that has. I I guess I just feel like we all lead in whatever sphere that is. You know, so whoever we're around as Christ followers. We're leading by example in whatever that arena is. But I I definitely have heard lots of women push back on that. And, you know, yeah. my encouragement is just we're all leading. People are watching you, people yeah. are looking at how you're living, how you're reflecting Christ, you know.
1: How would you answer that, MJ?
2: Yeah, I think
4: that, <clears throat> excuse me, the word leader and, and when we attach it to a female is normally seen as a woman who has a briefcase, a woman who's on a platform or, you know, is very much out there. And so a woman who's a mother who's leading in in her home or a person who is an administrative assistant, they don't see themselves as a leader. So I think the context of the word is, I mean, is a little nebulous for some women. It doesn't bother me as much, honestly, because I just have had to have an identity reset. And part of the challenge for me as a woman has been, I'm not seeing myself, first of all. With value, and the way God has, you know, sees me, and so with that being said, I'm around more men than I am women because of what I do. Um, I'm in more boardrooms. I'm I'm sitting with men, and and so for me as a woman, I just walk into a room, and I think we're leaders in here. We're we're together doing something. But I think the challenge for um, a woman or women is that when we actually lead out of the out of our authentic self. And who we are if we have a bad day or we're a little low then sometimes the comments are oh that's the way women are mm-hmm. don't go being a woman on me mm-hmm. and so right and so those are of things that the context of or if you're a woman who god has created with you know tenacity and perseverance then don't go being a bossy woman we don't like that mm-hmm. you know you're too strong-willed and so that whole piece of knowing who you are i mean even mm-hmm. for me pastorally speaking i walk into rooms and theologically people have some people have um, a problem with the word pastor attached to a woman mm-hmm. so i can go into a room i can train but i can't say i'm a pastor i can be mj mm-hmm. i can be dr mj but i can't be pastor with with that role Mm -hmm. and so bringing that to the forefront of how do you still lead in the context of authenticity Mm -hmm. not allowing a title to define you Mm -hmm. and to have that identity place where this is who I am and I lead out of the flow Mm -hmm. not of a title not of people not wanting to whatever you know accept that but Mm -hmm. just again just leading from the heart of the father
1: Mm -hmm. That's that's good Karen what would you add more obstacles
2: Yeah. I think for me as a single female leader, I feel like one of the biggest challenges I have to fight against just personally is that I don't have those natural boundaries of, oh, I got to be home because I want to have dinner with my husband or I got to pick the kids up from school. So for me, um, I think I feel grateful that so many of the leadership roles I've had, I've been appreciated for the fact that I'm a woman and what I bring, but I just need to like Go, okay, but what does it look like for me to be a healthy leader and needing to have those um, mm. healthy boundaries and Sabbath and all of that?
1: Mm. Yeah. That's you
2: know, interesting, too. If I could jump in, it reminds me
4: of coaching here with Stayforth that um, I've had this wonderful opportunity to coach other women who are single you know and and it's it's similar the piece of boundaries of Mm -hmm. of being a you know a woman who's leading and and you don't have to be home for kids at a certain time or you don't have to prepare a meal but how do you still have those healthy boundaries so that we're able to really be healthy for others
1: that we're coaching Mm, that's good almost like uh you have to internally have those limits versus externally Mm -hmm. got places to go i mean like I have a bunch of people who will be disappointed if I don't hit the right time that I say I'm going to be home. That's an external limit. So that's kind of what I'm hearing from both of you. And that's really, really helpful. Even just some of the internal lies that we tell ourselves. That's what I'm hearing Mm -hmm. of you, all three of you having to fight against certain lies, probably at a young age as well.
4: You know, if I could just say, I think the, the first lie of rejection for for women is that sometimes because we've had our own personal struggles, we can, you know, at times, I'll say me, I won't say we can take things personally, when it's really not that, you know, same. because of issues of rejection or we walk into a room and go, oh, it's because I'm a woman. No, not necessarily. A man can come in and have the same, you know, situation mm-hmm. and scenario. But, you know, again, just moving through rejection and abandonment and cultural norms mm-hmm. of what a female leader mm-hmm. should look like yeah. and be like and speak like and dress
1: like. Yeah. yeah. Well, t- okay, so take me into a room, you walk into a room, it's a bunch of men in the room and you. What does that feel like?
2: I think for me, kind of like MJ said, it's that that thing of okay, I want to bring the uniqueness of who I am as Karen, but also as a female leader and kind of that tenderness or the intuition or whatever, but. Kind of wondering, is that welcome in this space? Mm. You know, is that that's what, the question you're yes, asking when you, you know, honor. so well. that it's like, okay, can I can I really live out of that and who God's made me to be, or do I need to kind of try to be? stereotypically more of a thinker and more strategic or whatever, you know, and I'm grateful that so many of the context I have led in it, the men really like call that forth and are like, no, we want that. You bring that. But there are times like I'm doing it, you don't want to be the like, oh no, that's the emotional woman or the leader or what, you know? So I think it is, okay. Is that welcome here? Mm-hmm. Is any other invited? thoughts
1: on that? Chelsea, MJ, what does that feel like when you walk in the room and bunch of dudes dudes club and you
3: it can be easy to immediately resort to a um i have to perform to prove that i can meet the standard that standard that they think i need to meet as a woman um in order to be part of the club in order to be part of the conversation in order to have the credibility um especially because for me since i am younger most of the times i've walked into rooms full of men they're 20 years older than I am and so then I walk into a room of middle-aged men who are not only men and CEOs and board members but they're de- decades ahead of me in life and so naturally just the feeling of they already feel like they have more experience than me they already feel like they've got more knowledge than me and that may or may not be true um because I obviously can't get into their head and so having to counteract that and be and remind myself no this is this, I need to be myself I need to function out of who I am. I need to function out of my own strengths and not try to be someone or something that I'm not, or even settle into the, I'll just be quiet in my own little corner over here and not cause any ruckus.
4: Yeah. I think for me, and uh, <laughs> when I walk into a room and it's full of men, I'm like, Oh, this is so great. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I do. I'm Why? Like, what what my, makes you excited for that it environment? Does. My, I love leading with men. Mm-hmm. I honestly do it's not that I don't like leading with women of course yeah. I love leading with men I love the challenge I love the think tank I love walking to a room and seeing men go oh it's going to be like that I'm like yeah it is <laughs> and so I just love it and then there's that part of me that goes okay you know when you go in there um there might be whatever a man who mm-hmm. might disagree but what I'm learning along the way is that I just I'm, I'm learning not to be a sensitive as I used to be when I walk into a room. Um, and then I'm also learning that my role as a leader, regardless if I'm in front of a men, men or women, I still need to lead. If there's a man who's <laughs> out of, you know, being disrespectful, how do I challenge that and put the woman hat behind me mm. and just say I'm leading at this moment?
2: Mm. Mm.
1: All this sounds <laughs> complex. Like there's a lot going on. This is so helpful and also permission to disagree.
2: with each other right we're not saying Mm -hmm. what we're
1: not trying to do in this um, whole series is say oh because you're a woman you think like this so we're getting all kinds of different texture and context from different women different environments different places so I love this this is good dialogue and it makes me excited for the whole rest of the series Um, talk about some of the joys of this you're kind of already alluding to this MJ what are some of the joys of being a female leader and let me add let me add Right now as well. It would have been different 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 50 years ago. What are some of the joys of being a female leader or entrepreneur right now in this moment?
2: I think kind of like MJ said, I, I so enjoy getting to partner with men and lead together with them and kind of letting our uniqueness shine. And obviously not all men are the same, not all women, but um, but just getting to be ourselves. And I, I love that oftentimes I feel like it's invited for me to bring that relational, like help create the culture where it is very relational, really have a sense, like kind of a pulse of How's the team doing? How's this going? You know, and obviously there are men that are very in touch with that as well, but I have loved just getting to partner with men and lead together, compliment one another. Well, my joys during this time
4: of leading is that I believe it's an opportune time for women to lead. <laughs> Our, our society and culture has never been more accepting of women leading in spaces than normally you don't see a woman. So not just, you know, again, sitting at a front desk, that's wonderful as well. But, you know, to see women in places where you go, wow, this is so great. Like well, so, a vice
1: president of the United, yeah, States. Right, right. In the
4: United States. So yeah. So I just think it's a, great opportune time for women to lead out of their strengths out of who they are and there's more receptivity i just believe that and and of course there's always going to be maybe the the pieces that are not but it doesn't matter i think as a whole our culture is shifting and has shifted toward this dynamic tension of a leader is a leader
1: regardless of what the gender is Mm -hmm. that's good chelsea what would you add
3: yeah, I would say some of the joys um when when men have given like I've I've had a couple of clients that I've coached that are men and how honoring that is to me when um when a man is willing to submit under my leadership out of choice and they're actually paying me to do it. Mm-hmm. Um has been quite honoring and because my, like my goal isn't just to coach women. It's easily assumed that because I'm a woman, I'm just going to coach women. And honestly, my heart is to do a lot of co-ed and to do coach with men and coach with women. And so um, it's really exciting to me when I realize that I don't always have to overcome this barrier of trying to convince men, why, why, why they should listen to a female leader or even be coached by, or, um, challenged by and so that's that's really encouraging to me um another joy what's another joy
1: <laughs> she's like that's it, no, that's that's so it. Joy. Um, okay let me interject your support yeah. to yeah. me from my vantage women feel like uh female leaders often develop tribes around them you were even building chelsea up as you came in the room in ways that we can learn a lot from as men Am I overgeneralizing or often do you feel like women are known to support and raise up one another in ways that men maybe just don't tear each other down, but don't think about thoughts on that statement?
3: I
4: would say uh, maybe a little bit of that, but I don't necessarily think women are always building up each other. I honestly think we could do more of that
2: okay
4: yeah, I, yeah yeah i believe it's according to our personalities and, how, and
1: maybe and, how healthy or your security your identity is yes. or, okay. because
4: it can actually be the opposite of mm-hmm. a woman being very competitive with another woman so you know we just hope you know i think mm-hmm. when we walked in and we looked at chelsea it's just who we are and it's yeah. our team i'll just yeah. say thinking about us here as a team is what we embody mm-hmm. is how we coach others, but we also internally love to just build up each other.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Talk more about that. Karen, thoughts? Yeah. Thoughts it's on my it just,
2: I'm. I'm sitting here thinking I so agree with MJ in the sense that I do think oftentimes when it's solely women, it can actually tend toward the like, oh, no, comparing, com- competition, whatever. I actually, that's why I love co-ed spaces so much, because then I think it is that thing that I think as women, we do naturally want to champion one another and encourage. But I think in a co-ed setting, that actually comes out more beautifully, mm-hmm. which is why I love like that whole thing if we we're different and we get to compliment each other, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but I think it is a real intentional thing Mm -hmm. to go, Oh no, I want to champion her. And, and it's not like, if she succeeds, that doesn't mean I'm less successful. Right.
1: Right. Chelsea, thoughts on that?
3: Yeah, I'd agree with that. I've got, um, it's really important to me to, um, encourage and lift up other women leaders and, since I'm in the community of coaches, specifically coaches. So I, there's a couple of girls who I've never met before who are in the community who are kind of in the same, um, really the same community that I am of pursuing clients, but they have different niches. And um, I've made an intentional effort to reach out to them because I don't want it to be a, hey, we're competing against each other because mm-hmm. we really aren't. Right. Um, I want to be able to be on their team. And so um, I do agree. It, it is a joy to be able to partner with in champion each other in that space one other thing that um has come up a couple of times in my mind but I just haven't spoken to it yet is one a a huge joy for me has been overcoming limiting beliefs as a wife and a mom in regards to what I can and cannot do Mm -hmm. and they're not things that are put there by my husband um they're just things that I've personally adopted and have had to unadopt them Mm -hmm. one of them being um I love to lead retreats and I love to travel and I love to go adv- on adventures and be in camp settings and um, more or less just told myself con- and convinced myself that I couldn't because my husband had a harder time when I was at home um, or was gone for a week at a time. Or now I've got a kid at home and I can't possibly leave him for a few days at a time. And um, I think my greatest joy in this last year has been overcoming that thought and re- realizing, you know what, if I'm gone for even just 20 days out of 365 days a year pursuing my dreams, I'm going to be um, a much better person at home. I'm going to be an incredible example as a mom and as a female leader and um, really stepping out into that space of realizing what is it that's holding me back? What are the self-limiting beliefs I have just naturally because I am a mom, because I know there are going to be moms listening to this. And how do I overcome that so that I can live into my best self?
1: Mm -hmm. That's good. This is really helpful. I think this whole conversation can translate. Dudes who are listening, really helpful. Lean in. Probably have, if you're married, have a conversation with your wife on this. Um, Go off of one of these statements and say, oh, do you feel some of that? It can be easier than just starting a point blank conversation, which is one reason um, we have this podcast. We want to start these conversations for you. So this isn't the end of this. Uh, You know, when we end this episode, this is really the beginning of a conversation, Uh, a female on your team. Listen to this together. Listen to this as a team and have a follow up conversation about this. Uh, And again, these are three leaders experiences from very different backgrounds who do different things in leadership. Um, Before we kind of talk to the females, talk to the males just a little bit. uh, What would be helpful? Some other things would be helpful for males listening to know coming from some strong female leaders.
2: I think, um, I think that idea of just appreciating the uniqueness of the women that you work with, you know, and letting them shine for who they are and not having it be, okay, this is, this is exactly what a female leader needs to look like, whatever those are like, oh, she needs to be in a support role or she needs to be, you know, logical, strategic, whatever, and really just embrace. Like if you have the opportunity to partner together, to work together, go, okay, who has God made her to be and how do I champion that? And vice versa, you know, as women, how do we notice in the men that we're working with, this is the masterpiece God's created them to be. And how do I let him shine in that way and us partner together? Mm,
1: good. Anything else you'd like to communicate to the dudes listening?
2: Um, I'll just
4: say, I'll just use a phrase um, for the men that are listening to lean into the uncomfortable with women leaders. And so leaning into the uncomfortable means that Uh, Thinking about every opportunity with a a female leader is a challenging opportunity, two words together, because there's something significant about men and women partnering together. Mm -hmm. There's this kind of spiritual multiplication, reproduction Mm -hmm. that happens. It's really, and, and I think something is so powerful when people see men and women leading together, it's just really mm-hmm. powerful. So I would just yeah. say to the men to lean into, you know, whatever woman or women are on your team or, and to empower, you know, to speak into their lives, to build
1: them up. Yeah. Encourage them. Yeah. That's a good word. Any other thoughts?
3: I'd say that um, just be aware and this isn't, for anyone to fix other than the person who is in front of you but just be aware that most women already are coming in with a um lesser than mindset or a self-limiting just several self-limiting beliefs or insecurities and like feeling like they've got to somehow measure up um and again that's not for any man to fix but consider that in the ways that you interact with them um Even just thinking about how, for me in this last year, as I've been launching my business, I've had so many incredible, incredible men speaking to me and giving me advice and giving me words of encouragement that they feel like are words of encouragement. But because of the narrative that I've already had going on in my mind and in my heart for so long, um, so many times I would internalize it the wrong way, or it would just be it would be more paralyzing than it was helpful. And Mm so I guess what I'm just put simply, how can you draw out and empower them more than telling them how to how how it is or how to do things? Um, put the leadership ball more in their their court more often than not, um, to really give them a chance to step out and shine. That's
1: good. All right, we want to end by uh, speaking some life and encouragement to females listening. Um, there's a female listening or several. Uh, With a dream on your heart, you want to do something big with your life Um, or something small and really strategic and something really life-giving. And you've got a dream, uh, but maybe you have limiting uh, beliefs out there. So speak life into that woman who's listening on the other end of this podcast.
4: I would say to um, the women listening, there's no such thing as an insignificant dream. And there's no such thing as an insignificant human being. Mm. And so I would encourage you to go beyond anything that you're feeling, you're thinking, even even your experiences right now, and to think that whatever God is asking you to do is bigger than you.
2: Mm.
4: And that if he's asking you to do it, whatever room, whatever setting, wherever he places you, he's already giving you what you need. To effectively lead but not just lead to really transform hearts and lives
1: mm, it's great it's great what else the,
3: the, what i have to say isn't necessarily specific just to woman um but there's a wonderful quote from i think her name is Anne porterfield um that i've stolen <laughs> that says uh You wouldn't have a dream if you didn't already have what it takes to make it happen Mm. and how quick we are to stop ourselves in our tracks because we don't think we have what it takes to happen or where that it's going to be hard or that we might fail. And um, that really the worst case scenario is that you don't try and you never know um, what could have happened. A possible scenario is that you fail somewhere along the journey, but once you fail, it's just another stepping stone of how to learning how to do it better next time and to get you one step closer to your dream. Um, So please try like there's we we all have so many dreams that I believe God put on our hearts for a reason and we can't ever fully live into ourselves until we're willing to take those risks.
2: Absolutely. I think too, it's like that dream was put on your heart likely because it'll bring life to you as you live it out. But also think of all the people that would be impacted by you living out that dream. And even like, what if that doesn't come to fruition? Like, what is it that those folks don't get to experience or enjoy Mm -hmm. um, if you don't take that risk? And I love I love your word, Alan of terracideted. Like, of course, as we're stepping out to try to live out a dream that God's put on our heart, it is terrifying and exciting at the same time. But go for it.
1: Yeah, that's good. And also that whole terracide thing that we all feel, like that's every single human. So it isn't just every single woman, that's every single human that feels that. right? As you say that, I simultaneously love and hate that feeling because I hate that every time there's that phrase, new levels, new devils. And you think, Oh, this person's graduated from fear. Mm -hmm. Nope. They're, you know, anteing up bigger. So their fear and their risk may feel bigger than it ever did. So that stuff doesn't just go away. Um, I have some, action steps for us at the end of this first of all i just want to be really clear females coach males and males coach females Mm -hmm. and stay forth if you're wondering that um, we have three coaches in the room and they'll coach anybody that's the right fit for them we only coach people that are hungry and then have some chemistry of the right fit we wouldn't coach you if we felt like oh we can't help you you're not hungry enough or this isn't the right fit. Um, And so I just wanna be really clear about that. Also, we have some exciting experiences coming up. We have an all ladies experience, sorry dudes, in beautiful Buena Vista, Colorado, uh, which is just an incredible mountain town, looking up at 14ers. It's gonna be happening this summer. Um, Karen and I are also uh, co-hosting a co-ed experience. And this is for somebody, this is different. The females experience is replenishing. This one is co-ed. So we don't care if there's more dudes, more ladies, Uh, even combination of both married couples can come together. Uh, You can come and know nobody on that. That's something that you have a dream on your heart and you want framework and processes for us to help you develop it. And I'll have some accountability on the back end as well. That includes some coaching. So we're just really excited about that. Um, And I just want to be really clear. We don't just host experiences for dudes. We have had female experiences before, but at times people look on our website and go, oh man, it looks like I'm not invited to the party. Well, you are invited to the party. We've got two awesome ones coming up. Um, But a next action step, as I said earlier, listen to this with your team and say, what are some reflections on this? Let us be your content provider for your next team meeting or ask people to listen to it ahead of time coming into this. Share this with somebody. Maybe this is a friend. Maybe this is your spouse and say, what do you think about this? Let it start dialogue for you. Let us be the awkward in between in this series so that we start the conversation for you, And then, of course, the last one is if you feel like you're stuck, if you feel like you're overwhelmed, if you feel like you just aren't getting to those dreams God has put in your heart, it's time to call a coach in. Seriously, that is what we do. And so we have three mm-hmm. amazing coaches here in Karen, MJ, and Chelsea. You can find out more about them on our website. So stayforth.com, you can see the experiences we talk about, you can share this podcast straight from your podcast um, app, whichever one that you're on, and you can dig in more to coaching so guys I want to challenge you that if you feel like you're stuck in any of these limiting beliefs that they've referenced or other ones that coaching is probably your next step. So ladies, thanks for kicking off uh, this conversation. so fun. The joys and challenges, everything in between of leading and being an entrepreneur uh, as a female. Keep up the good work, ladies. You guys are amazing. And I'm excited for more conversations coming up here in the podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we launch a new episode, new conversation. But guys, the same old belief is that you can live and lead for the long haul without losing your soul. In the meantime, every single crash we hear in the media is one more lie that says that's just what it takes. If you're going to be a leader, then you're going to see some crash on the other side of this. And we just want to be on the other side saying, nope, that it doesn't have to be that. So we want to be chirping this in your ear that actually health matters more than impact. The roots matter more than the fruits. Focus there Uh, so much. To take away from this episode, we'll catch you guys on the next episode of the Right Side Up Leadership Podcast.